This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here you go. Here you go. Outbreak. The nothing personal word of the day for Monday, July 27th, 2020 has to be Outbreak. And I wish I were talking about the movie with Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland and Cuba Gooding Jr. But I'm talking about the Miami Marlins, my old team. Let's bring you back. I want to get to everything that's going on with the Marlins, with MLB. I want to get to what's going on with Lou Williams and the strip club gate. Hope to also talk about Jamal Adams. But right now, we're going to focus on the Marlins and on baseball. Here's where we are, and here's where we should be. The season started on July 23rd, as you all know, because that's why there's no beard on my face. Clean shaven today, because we said upon first pitch, if we can ever get there, the ML Beard Challenge will end. Whatever happens after that, wait to see. July 23rd. The lineups are submitted. The rosters are submitted for the Nationals and the Yankees. And word comes out that Juan Soto, the superstar, has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not be available for the Nationals opening game. The game goes on. There's great talk of the ratings. Four million people watch. There's great talk of the Yankees in their lineup. Giancarlo Stanton hits a home run. Garrett Cole debuts. The rain comes pouring down. Scherzer and Cole have complete games. We move on to day two. The season opens for 26 teams on Friday, July 24th. There's talk of games. There's highlights. There's excitement. There's great parody. First time since 1954 that there's no team Winless or undefeated after three games. Back in 1954, when there were only eight teams, this is the first time a 60-game sprint, expanded playoffs, everything is looking good. Atlanta Braves, this weekend, word comes out. Starting catcher Tyler Flowers, as well as backup catcher and newly signed Travis Darnot, unavailable. The games continue in Atlanta. Their third string catcher catches and Atlanta plays. We continue. The Miami Marlins are in Philadelphia playing their opening series, winning two out of three games. After two games, there's an announcement after one game that Jorge Alfaro, George Alfaro, their catcher, tests positive. Coca, did he test positive before game one? I don't think he's played at all. Alfaro, positive. But the games continue. The Marlins split the first two games of the series. Jose Urania is about to start game three. Word comes out that three additional Marlins have tested positive. Jose Urania, Harold Ramirez, and Garrett Cooper. 
in addition to a wait to see that came true just from Friday when I said a starting pitcher would get Soto popped the day of his start. It happened two days later. So yesterday, four Marlins are unavailable, but the game goes on. You see a few more players wearing masks, but everything seems perfectly calm. Following the game yesterday, word comes out that the Marlins have decided to stay in Philadelphia and not fly home for their home opener tonight, Monday, July 27th, until this morning, day of game. The reason why they chose to fly today is that every player was going to get tested. They wanted to see what the results were to make sure there was not an outbreak on the Marlins. Meanwhile, nothing out of Major League Baseball, nothing out of the Marlins. Four people on a team, according to two epidemiologists, quoted in stories written by very accomplished journalists. Four people on a team is already an outbreak. But the game goes on yesterday in Philadelphia. On CBS Sports HQ and on various radio stations, I can't remember which, I say the Yankees are now in jeopardy because they are planning to go into the Philadelphia Phillies visiting clubhouse right after the Marlins leave town. If I'm the president of the Yankees, that's a non-starter. I want that clubhouse to be cleaned in a way, and I want to watch it be cleaned in a way that it's never been cleaned before. And then I still don't think that I want my team in that clubhouse. But the games go on. Word comes out this morning early from the most random place in history, a Twitter account that follows sports aviation. Word comes out that Delta Flight 8880, which is the secret flight number of every one of our team, are, there's a dollar, Coca, every one of the Marlins team charters on Delta is the same flight number. So if you ever want an update on how the team charter is doing, you can go online and search. I want to say it's flight 8880. I may be wrong, Coca, that's from memory. Word comes out that flight 8880 out of Philadelphia at 11.10 a.m. this morning into Miami has been canceled. No other news from MLB. No word from the Marlins. Was the flight delayed? Was it a thunderstorm? Did they get the test results back? And was it not good? Word then leaks out. Leaks out. Not released. Leaks out that eight additional Marlins players have now tested positive for a total of 12 plus two staff members. Word leaks out. It's now 11, not 12 of the players. Word leaks out that the game has been officially postponed. The Marlins game at home tonight against the Orioles. Confirmed only by the GM of the Orioles, Mark Elias. Nothing from the Marlins, nothing from MLB. Come here to nothing personal, you'll get some information because you're not getting it on MLB network. Nothing official. Further word comes out. Season not in jeopardy. Not being discussed. Ten minutes later, word comes out. The Phillies-Yankees game has been postponed. 
Why is that? Of course that was going to happen. The Phillies and Yankees both should be tested and both should not be at Phillies ballpark because the entire ballpark needs to be cleaned as though they were just starting. If you've been watching baseball these past three days, you've noticed a couple of things. One, many people on the coaching staff are wearing their masks below their nose. You might as well wear it around your waist if you're not going to wear it correctly. Two, social distancing in the dugout has been a dream, not a reality. There have been violations in every dugout. Post-game celebrations, post-home run celebrations, high fives, all of the things that you did not want to see. It was cute when Anthony Rizzo gave hand sanitizer to a member of the Brewers. It got a ton of attention. How great is that? I didn't find it cute. I didn't find it funny. Some umpires wearing masks, some not. Tyler Flowers, Travis Darnot, George Alfaro, three catchers. Hmm, is that a coincidence? Catchers who are in contact with more players than anybody else? Are they retesting all the umpires who worked the Philadelphia-Miami Marlins series? What's their next series? Because they should be tested immediately. And by the way, are umpires flying commercially? Yes, they are when they can't take a team charter. And the only team that was leaving Philadelphia yesterday were the Marlins, and they didn't leave. So those umpires, wherever they're umpiring today, they had to fly commercially. What is the meaning of this outbreak, and where do we go from here? I have been very clear from the beginning that MLB was prepared for positive tests. They knew by putting a 60-man roster limit on each team plus a three-man taxi squad to travel with the team that they were prepared to work through positive tests, sporadic positive tests, like the Juan Soto positive test or the Darno Flowers positive test or... Can, or Cincinnati yesterday, just yesterday in Cincinnati, lest anyone think this is a Miami issue and there's a big cloud just over the Marlins. Was Mike Moustakis in the lineup? What about Nick Senzel? I may have his first name wrong, but I don't think I do. Senzel. They were not in the lineup. Did they test positive? We don't know. The agreement with the players says that there will not be an announcement when a player tests positive unless the player agrees. And if the player does not agree, then there's no announcement at all other than a player is not with the team. Well, we all know whenever we hear a player not with the team and he's not put on the 10-day IL, which is what you do when a player's injured, then that player is either sick or has tested positive for COVID. But the games continue. What's happening right now is the Marlins and MLB are scrambling, and I want to know why. When you were prepared to play on with four positive tests, what we now know is 11 or 12 is too many. So the number is between four and 12 of players from an organization that the commissioner of baseball and the owners are prepared to move forward and say the competitive integrity of the game has not 
been impacted. But it has. The reason the Marlins are scrambling for major league caliber players is under no circumstances do they want to bring up their best prospects. Why? They're just like the other teams and they're smart to do it. When you bring up a player this season, that player gets service time as though he had been on the entire season. So let's pretend a player gets called up today and plays 57 out of 60 games. That player will have enough service time to go to arbitration a year early and for the team to lose a full year of control of that player. If the Marlins are forced to bring up any players who were in their future, then the Marlins have been negatively impacted going forward. If the Marlins are forced to play with minor league players who are not ready to face major league pitching, the competitive integrity of the game has been compromised. I would know this because over 18 years, I was part of a group responsible to bringing up players too early. And very often, we thought the competitive integrity of our team would be improved that the player would be helpful to us. We were trying to win games. But when we called up players early, sometimes they weren't ready. Sometimes they were, but sometimes they weren't. And when they're not, I can't believe I'm going to bring up a player's name here because I just thought of him right now. Coca, check on a player named uh, Graham Taylor. G-R-A-E-M-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R. He was a pitcher for the Marlins. He had incredible command. He had average stuff, but stuff that would play at the major league level. The one thing we knew is he would have command. He would throw strikes, and that's what we wanted. We brought him to the big leagues a little early, and he got the yips. He lost control, had no command. We impacted his career negatively by calling him up too early. The Marlins have come too far with their rebuild, way too far. Coca just said that Graham Taylor appeared in only three career games. There you have it. I can't believe I'm thinking about that 11 years later. It just goes to show you that when you run a team for 18 years, you forget a lot, but you also remember a lot. Graham Taylor, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We thought that we were doing right by you, and we did not do right by you. If I'm the president of the Marlins, I'm on the phone right now with Major League Baseball telling them that we will not call up our prospects before they're ready. I'm telling Major League Baseball that they've got to figure out what they want to do because I'm not going to play extra double headers in this competitive type season where there's an opportunity to potentially make the playoffs. What baseball is saying is it's the Marlins and the Orioles. Are they saying that about the Yankees and the Phillies? Are the Yankees and Phillies going to play 59 games? In a regular, regular season, there are times when a team only can play 161 games, not 162 because of hurricanes or weather or some other problem. But if they need to play that game when there's a playoff spot on the line, they will have to play that game. Baseball has made it clear that they are playing 60 games in 66 days and that there will be no extra tiebreaker games. Because even with expanded playoffs, I believe that there will be teams tied for playoff spots and positioning at the end of the season. But MLB passed a rule for this season alone that any tie at the end of the regular season will be decided based on divisional play and then you go on down. 
No extra games. There's no time. Time. What a funny concept. Here we are with time. And wouldn't you know it, that MLB with all of the time that they had was not prepared to respond publicly to an outbreak in Major League Baseball. Query, were they prepared to respond privately to a Major League outbreak? The feeling I got from people in baseball is it was going to be a gut feel. When is too many too many? We discussed it on Nothing Personal. Running a league based on gut without any possible firm plan is not excusable. I understand that baseball couldn't do a bubble. I'm in favor of not doing a bubble. The reason why there is not a bubble is that in baseball, the players did not want to be away from families for three months. It would have been very difficult to do a bubble in Florida or Arizona because when they were planning it, all of a sudden, Florida and Arizona are now the hotspots. For those of you hoping that the NFL does a bubble now because the NBA bubble is working, the NFL cannot do a bubble. There is no place where it could work. I've been critical of the Marlins on Twitter because I wanted them to come out with a statement. I wanted them to explain what was going on. Even if the statement just says, we are gathering more information, our game is postponed, and we will be back to you as quickly as possible, but the health and safety of our players and staff is paramount. Well, it is now almost noon when we are doing nothing personal, and the Marlins have just released a statement from Jeter. The health of our players and staff has been and will continue to be our primary focus as we navigate through these uncharted waters. After a successful spring 2.0, we have now experienced challenges once we went on the road and left Miami. Postponing tonight's home opener was the correct decision to ensure we take a collective pause and try to properly grasp the totality of this situation. We have conducted another round of testing for our players and staff, and our team will all remain in Philadelphia pending the results of those tests, which we expect later today. We will provide additional information as soon as it becomes available. Thank you, Derek. There's nothing more you needed to say. You could say that there was a test beat that were done yesterday, which there were. You could say that you had players test positive. Even if part of the agreement is you're not allowed to announce it, you can announce that you have players who are unavailable without giving names, without saying why. You don't need to say that you've now experienced challenges this is not a challenge. This is the reality of sports, not in a bubble. So when I'm president of this team and I have situations like this to deal with, I have a statement that has been ready. We had statements ready with our head of PR, our head of communications for all sorts of situations. So when I tell you on the air, on Nothing Personal, that this is from page two of the playbook, of the PR playbook. That's because there's actually a playbook. There's statements that are on a computer waiting and ready when situations come up. Hurricane statements, Tommy John statements, injury statements, brawl statements, suspension statements, 
Firing the manager statements, hiring the manager statements, getting swept in a three-game series, sweeping a three-game series, ticket price changes, corporate sponsor additions or subtractions, problems with the politicians, problems with other teams. It's almost like Mad Libs. You fill in the blank. Every team should have a statement ready for the possibility of what has happened to the Marlins because it may not be just the Marlins. The Phillies are testing their full team now. They should have a statement ready to go. MLB should have a statement ready to go. Instead, we're hearing that they're scrambling. I'm on the phone with them saying there's no scrambling here. We're not playing until we can be sure that every place we go is safe. Don Mattingly, the manager of the Marlins, went public. This was shocking for a person who is so guarded. He went public saying that during a rain delay in Atlanta during the exhibition games that he was uncomfortable with the situation and the lack of social distancing because there was an issue with the clubhouse and the dugout and there were a bunch of players way too close together and there was nowhere else for them to go. Did Atlanta change how they're operating their clubhouse since then? Did MLB pay attention? If you're the president of the team, you cannot accept the work of other people. You've got to make sure with your own eyes that it's being done the right way. When you see people not complying, it's not a snitch line. This is a health and safety line. This isn't about trying to get an advantage on your competitor. This isn't about when people prank phone call visiting players in their hotel room back in the day or bring poisonous pizza to Michael Jordan. The issue with coronavirus, whether you are a coronavirus truther, hoaxer, or wherever you are on the political spectrum, is real. The reason I'm frustrated, I just want to say this. I'm happy to be criticized for everything I did wrong as president of the Marlins. Everything. I'm happy to be criticized by anyone at any time. And this is not me being personal because I never take it personally. I have been front and center at all times when things were great and when things absolutely sucked. I was front and center giving information to however many fans we had and to the media across the country. Not through sources, not through secrecy, not only when things were good, always. It is perfectly legitimate to criticize Derek Jeter and MLB for not getting out in front of this story faster than they did. You can criticize me for trades. You can criticize me for how the ballpark got financed, whether you understand it or not. You can criticize me for how I talk, how I look. By the way, it's not all that original to criticize my height, but have at it. My voice, have at it. But there's one thing that you know deep down is that I was available. The Jeter statement came hours too late. So where do we go from here? Where we go is here. The owners are going to meet today in what is being reported as an emergency meeting. Again, just a report. No information from the commissioner or from Major League Baseball PR people. There will be an update 
where the owners will be told what happened with the Marlins, why it happened to the best of their ability. Was it because they violated protocol? Was it because another team violated a cleaning protocol? Did players violate their protocol? What happened? I'm not sure there's an answer quite yet because it will require an investigation and a visit to a few visiting clubhouses. Then Rob Manfred will say to the owners that we are not canceling the season. We will go on until we believe that we can't go any further. Uh, Yes, Uh, David, Uh, could you unmute yourself? Yes, David. Yeah, quick question, Rob. What does that mean? When is it that there's a competitive issue because we're the Yankees and we're not playing tonight, so now we got to play a doubleheader or we have to see if there's a mutual off day, which takes away one of six off days. And we're in a fight because we want to be the number one seed. And it's not a good enough answer that you expanded the playoffs and that we should be okay. There's an issue now that we were forced to postpone a game because of the irresponsibility of others or because it's not safe to play. And I want to know which. That's the information you have to give me. And baseball will then tell the Yankees and every other team that that is the one level of inquiry that we are focused on right now. Is this an individual circumstance where there was a problem with the Marlins or with the Braves or with the Phillies? The other thing that I want to say is that we are now going to be testing players every day. And we are doing it in a way that we have rapid testing and rapid results because I don't want teams to ever be stuck the way the Marlins are. And the other rule we're changing is that as a home team, you are responsible to have housing for road players who test positive. So let me set this up for you. The four Marlins who have tested positive, which has now moved to 11 or 12, under the current protocols, there are rumors that they have to stay in the team hotel for 14 days. That is not necessarily true. Because, by the way, how does that feel to the hotel employees who are not part of Tier 1 of MLB, who are not tested every day at all? Do they leave food at the door of the players? No one changes their sheets or gives them fresh towels? What home teams have to do is provide some sort of housing for COVID-positive players if it happens on the road. So the Phillies are responsible for the, to have a place for the Marlins to stay other than the team hotel. But what happens to that housing once the Marlin leaves? Query. What happens when a team is willing to privately fly positive COVID members of their team so they can quarantine and be safe at home? We've heard many managers and players already say they feel far safer at home than on the road. There's been one road trip, folks, and there's already been an outbreak. There will be much more coming out of Major League Baseball. Well, wait a minute. There's been nothing. There will be something coming out of Major League Baseball. There will be more from the Marlins because they will have to answer. Because if they tested everyone last yesterday and then are retesting everyone today, are there now more positive tests or did some of the people who tested positive, are they now negative? Which the rumor is that's what happened to Juan Soto, but there's been no update at all. After he tested positive, he tested negative, but it was not a club or an MLB approved facility. So his negative test doesn't count. There is an absence of information flow, and that leads to danger. 
I'm not asking to know who a team is trading for or how much money they're offering to a free agent. Keep that to yourself. Leak out however you want to leak out to gain an advantage for yourself. When it comes to COVID, this is not about competitive advantage. This is about informing your partners, the other 29 teams, what went right, what went wrong, what are the best practices, what can we do differently? There's going to be a lot more on this. Word of the day was outbreak. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got ourselves an outbreak. How about the NBA? The NBA bubble seems to be doing just fine. They're pretty strict there in Orlando. It's horrible here in Florida. Today was a great day, only 8,900 positive cases. 8,900. And that's a great day. The NBA went into the bubble and they've been releasing, by the way, interesting to note, that MLB and the union and all the other leagues are more than happy to send out joint press releases when they have positive news on their testing and their lack of positive tests. So the NBA has had great luck. Scrimmages are starting. The season is due to begin in three days. Seeding games, then playoffs. Adam Silver has been very strict Do not leave the bubble. There have been players who have had to leave the bubble and they've had to quarantine when they returned. Zion Williamson left the bubble, came back. If you leave the bubble without permission, you get in trouble. If you leave the bubble with permission and don't follow the rules of being outside the bubble, you get in trouble. A lot of talk yesterday about sweet Lou Williams. He's not a schlepper. This is a major player in the NBA. I'm having a blank coke. I think he plays for the Clippers. I can't believe where my head is. Is it the, yes, it's the Clippers. Lou Williams leaves the bubble to attend to family or personal issues. That's been the most common explanation given for players leaving the NBA bubble. Okay? Lou Williams is out. Next thing we see is a picture on social media. Damn social media, it'll get you every time. Lou Williams, while out of the bubble, was at a strip club in Atlanta. Here's the thing about strip clubs in Atlanta. They're very famous. There have been many NBA players who have been caught being at strip clubs when they shouldn't. Many NBA players who have been to strip clubs when they can, when they should, when it's fine. There's always a lot of activity at the Atlanta strip clubs. What was Lou Williams doing there? He came out and actually said, I'm not even making this up. He came out and said, I was there for the food. I just want to let that marinate. I was there for the food. You know how strip clubs advertise all day long, $4.99 buffet? You ever seen that on the billboards? That's the only place I would have ever seen that. The billboards, $4.99. Well, buffets aren't happening anymore. Dining in, social distancing, strip clubs aren't outside. 
So I guess Lou Williams was ordering off the menu. They're known for their chicken wings. Was he craving chicken wings? So we're to believe that he went to a strip club, ordered food, and quickly left because it was for takeout. GMOB. GMAB. Give me a break. Lou Williams then got in trouble. The NBA ruled that he will have to quarantine for 10 days upon reentering the bubble because he violated the quarantine protocols. 10 days. He will miss some of the early Clippers games. Then the NBA ruled that if you miss a test, we're going to fine you 1% of your pay. Porzingis blew off a test yesterday, missed a scrimmage, failed to get tested. Are they starting those fines now, Adam, or are you waiting until they actually miss pay, which is when games start? Players have to take responsibility for themselves. We did a whole segment on Nothing Personal about the Sacramento Kings player who violated the bubble by stepping across the line. There's a snitch line for crying out loud. What was Lou Williams thinking getting his picture taken at a strip club in Atlanta outside the bubble? Was that the personal issue? Was that the problem? We already knew that having a bubble would be difficult. We knew that to think that women would not pierce the NBA bubble was unrealistic. The cameras in Disney can certainly reflect the reality that is players in a bubble. And I don't criticize them for it, but if you're the NBA, you have to have expected it. So Lou Williams gets back, tells his team, my bad. Porzingis comes back, tells his team, my bad. At what point is this bubble going to burst? Because breaking the quarantine bubble, if you're the NBA, is more than fine. Because nobody's testing positive. But now Adam Silver is seeing what's going on in baseball, and maybe he's dismissing it, saying, well, they're not in a bubble, they're traveling, that's the problem. Well, everyone who leaves the Orlando bubble, did Lou Williams drive to Atlanta? Players are flying. Players are outside. Players are traveling. If you're Adam Silver, you have no choice but to get even more strict and realize that you are in danger. We knew sports would have a problem starting again. We've been excited. I'm as excited as anyone. There's another thing. Coke, it's not on the list, but I'm bringing it up. I'm tired of people thinking that truth tellers and people who have opinions like mine are rooting for sports not to happen. This is my business. I want sports to happen more than anybody. Well, call it a tie. People in the media make a living when sports happens, not when it doesn't. When sports doesn't happen, you've got furloughs. You've got content that's not being read or listened to. Thank you for all the people listening to Nothing Personal and watching Nothing Personal. That has not been our issue. We are not a highlight show, as you know. But there's no one rooting for sports to fold. But it is a real possibility that any league that cannot go into a bubble until the bubble proves to be bad, which it's not proving so yet, once you're in it and safe, 
But for any sport not in a bubble, you're paying attention. Even Roger Goodell is paying attention right now. How do I know that? Because he's been paying attention without you knowing it this entire time. He's kept his timeline together. He's got training camp starting tomorrow on time. Everything is coming up roses for the NFL. But he's paying attention to Major League Baseball and making sure that what happened in baseball doesn't happen here. It will not surprise me if football players spend not even one night in a hotel on the road where they fly day of game, even for the long flights, because then you can possibly control your charter plane, go right to the field, and then that field has one week to prepare at least for the next game. There will be more. Coca just added that the NHL bubble has started its intake. We didn't even think we'd get to that on the show. They are in Toronto and Edmonton. They took 4,256 intake tests, zero positive. That is tremendous news for NHL. It makes them and Canada look brilliant. By the way, a little thing that came up on Twitter. Someone mentioned that maybe the Canadian government knew what they were doing by not having the Blue Jays play in the Rogers Center. I do a lot of radio on Canada, and I was pretty public that if I were the federal government, I would not allow the Blue Jays to play, and this was before it was ruled because it's simply too risky to assume that players will behave the way that they're supposed to. And this is, again, they're 25. That's how 25-year-olds act. You're seeing it around the country. The minute teams have started to travel, outbreaks are happening. Canada got this right from start to finish. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I want to talk about another thing that is COVID related that has come up. And again, something that came up on this show. I was very worried about injuries in Major League Baseball. Everyone told you on every show, every GM, every speaking, talking head on every network, spring training 2.0, we're good to go. These players kept in shape during the shutdown. They were showing, they were throwing off the, off the mound. They were hitting in cages. They were eating properly. They were losing weight. They were gaining weight, whatever they were doing. And I kept saying no. That's not how it works. How about being honest with us and saying 
that a spring training with no exhibition games where you go right into immediate live BP is a disaster waiting to happen for injuries. And then you'll tell me, but wait a minute, teams played three exhibition games. And I told you it's not nearly enough. Teams like the Rays and Mariners played zero, but the Rays won two out of three. The Mariners were able to salvage a game from the Astros. But what about the injuries? I said, oh, the pitchers are good. They're throwing live BP. No, Tanaka got hit in the head. That's not COVID related. That's not arm related. I said, you're right. So what's happened since the season started? Hmm. Corey Kluber, the two-time Cy Young award-winning pitcher traded to the Texas Rangers, scratched from his start, shoulder tightness. Steven Strasburg, the World Series MVP, nerve issues in his hand, scratched from his start. Clayton Kershaw, back spasms, scratched from his start. These are not COVID scratches. Lopez of the White Sox, out of his start early, some pain, some tenderness. Justin Verlander, forearm strain, gone. Social media was very quick to react when it was announced by the Houston Chronicle that Justin Verlander would miss the remainder of the season with an apparent elbow injury. Dusty Baker, masked Dusty Baker, takes the podium after the game yesterday and says a forearm strain. He got an MRI. We will reevaluate in two weeks. A forearm strain likely leads to Tommy John in my experience. But Justin Verlander will have none of it. Justin Verlander sent a tweet saying the report about me missing the season is not accurate. I've got a forearm strain. I'll be back. Well, Justin, here's the reality of your forearm strain. If you're going to be reevaluated in two weeks, that's the middle of August. Let's pretend that there is no outbreak. Let's pretend that the season progresses and everything's normal and fine. Two weeks, that's the middle of August. Then you will have to build back up again. That's another week to two weeks at a minimum. Now you're into September. There's 30 games left in the season. You've got to test it to make sure that the forearm strain was just that, a little inflammation. It's fine. You let the swelling go down. You start your throwing program. You advance. You get back on the hill and you're back. Okay, Justin, I want that. I want the Astros to win the World Series, even though I picked the Nats, beating the Yankees. I know you want to win it because you want to prove that garbage cans had nothing to do with it. But the reality is for you to come back from a forearm strain in this shortest season would be foolish. It's going to be a big time wait to see. What becomes of the Astros? They still have a great lineup. Their rotation is now more suspect because they're counting on Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, he's gone with the Yankees. They're counting on Zach Greinke to be their ace. He's not really an ace anymore. He's more like a 2-3. The lineup will produce. The pitching staff and bullpen are a question mark. With expanded playoffs, if everything goes normally, the Astros could be okay. But I think, Coca, I may have had the A's winning that division before the Verlander injury. We'll have to check that wait to see. Wait to see, as you know, is when I do a bunch of every day I tell you something's going to happen. And either it happens 
or it doesn't happen, and I revisit it. Well, there's now been Major League Baseball, so I have to revisit quite a few weight to sees that I want you to know that I will wear. I said there'd be an umpire analyst in the booth for 2020. I said that on November 6th. Well, there were games this weekend. No umpire analyst in the booth. I'm taking the loss. On February 25th, I said Yasel Puig, Jason Vargas, Lucas Duda, and Russell Martin will sign with the major league team. Fernando Rodney, Andrew Kashner, Hanley Ramirez, and Jacoby Ellsbury will not. I made eight predictions. I said I need to get six out of eight. Well, the season has started, and I've gotten zero out of eight. That's a no. I did have one with Puig, but he didn't last very long after testing positive. On April 17th, I said Von Miller would not be the only NFL player to test positive. That's a yes. On June 11th, I said Kyrie Irving can say all he wants about not playing. The NBA will return. And they did. That's a yes. On June 24th, I said there will be a Major League Baseball player who tests positive for COVID and is put on the COVID injured list by August 1st. Boy, I had no idea how right that one would be and how quick. On July 7th, I did something that Coca said I was crazy to do. On July 7th, I said a Major League Baseball game will be canceled by COVID. No one was saying anything of the sort at the time. Well, 20 days later, that wait to see happened. On July 23rd, I said Anthony Rendon will not be in the opening day lineup, no matter what the angels are telling you. He was not. On July 24th, the entire Jamal Adams situation happened. I told you that Adams was going to be gone or Adam Gase, the coach, was going to be gone by 2020. Well, guess what? It happened. Jamal Adams was traded over the weekend to the Seattle Seahawks. And I grant you that I said, who would want to trade for Jamal Adams, given what he has done to the Jets by calling out the GM, calling out the coach, wanting a renegotiated contract? Nothing positive at all. Well, it turns out the Seattle Seahawks didn't care a lick about that. They gave up two first rounders and a third rounder for him. The Jets did a great job. Adam Gase won this tug of war this time. I don't know that he'll win it going forward. I gave you a bonus wait to see on Friday, July 21st, and that is a starting pitcher is going to get Soto popped. You remember? That's a yes. How do you possibly trade for Jamal Adams so quickly and give up so much? Because you always say, I can do better with this player. I will make this player better in the clubhouse. I will make this player respect the coach, respect the players. We've got the veteran leadership in the front office, the veteran leadership on the field. Pete Carroll is not Adam Gase. Pete Carroll will make sure that Jamal Adams is a performing member of the defense. Russell Wilson will make sure that Jamal Adams is in line and behaves properly. The Seahawks, as has been shown in the NFL with people who did a lot worse than Jamal Adams. The Seahawks made it very clear that for this season, we are going to be about business. Sorry, Adam. It was nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.